Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. We continue our player profiles. We've only got a few left, and today we're focusing in on Kai Jones, rookie out of Texas, not used all that much this season. This is going to be one of the more difficult podcasts to do just in the sense that there's not a whole lot of material on the Hornets level to work with but in terms of projecting the future there is a lot to talk about because this kid is special Kai Jones our focus today here on the HHC we'll of course have a one-on-one conversation with Kai coming up but right now we welcome back to the Hornets Hivecast for another two Sam's edition Sam Purley lead writer of Hornets.com he'll help talk about the rookie season for Kai Jones as well as that very promising future Sam welcome back to the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Kai Jones, 21 games. Most of the time, he's coming in for the last couple of minutes of a contest when he did make it in. Most of the work he did was at the G League level, but even if you're only considering what he did with the Hornets, there were a couple of plays that show the potential for this young man and what he could become in the future. Your thoughts on Kai Jones' rookie season? Yeah, like you said, not a not a ton at the NBA level to kind of really dissect. Most of the minutes he got came in games where maybe the outcome was already decided, whether the Hornets were up by a lot or trailing by a lot, but it felt like in those last few minutes of the games, if he's coming in the outcomes already decided it's like oh Kai's coming in something cool could happen he had that kind of feeling and that kind of energy to him um one of my favorite plays was when the big alley-oop I think it was up in Milwaukee it was one of the road games in Milwaukee and Kelly Oubre I think lofted it to him and 
Kai was almost behind the basket and with his long arms is still able to kind of put it in on a fast break. So the potential is definitely there. I mean, the athleticism is there, just kind of keeping it in relative perspective. He has not been playing basketball for all that long, at least formalized, organized basketball. I think he picked it up right around when he was 14 or 15 years old. He used to be a big time track and field star, and you can see that athleticism in basketball. So he's still relatively new to the sport, but yeah, the athleticism, the potential, I mean, a little bit more seasoning and more reps. I mean, I, I really think the Hornets have something special here with Kai Jones. I definitely agree. He played in 21 total games. He only played in one where the outcome was decided by single digits. And that was a game in December at home against Sacramento where the Hornets were really hit hard. Health and safety protocols had crept in at that point as well as some injuries. P.J. Washington, I think, was still out with the elbow injury at that point. Also, Nick Richards didn't dress in that one. Mason Plumley didn't dress in that one. That was a game where Vernon Carey started and played 11 minutes and Kai Jones got in for about five or six. That's the only game really where he played where, in my recollection, the outcome had not already been decided by the time he got into the contest. But that doesn't mean he didn't have those moments. This is an elite, elite athlete. And we kind of came into this season believing that this was probably going to be more likely the case, that maybe by the end of the season he would have taken enough steps and the roster would be configured to a a certain set of circumstances that might allow Kai Jones to have more of a role in the last 15 to 20 games. But for the most part, people you talk to were indicating that this was probably going to be a a quote-unquote redshirt year. He'd spend a lot of time in Greensboro, get some seasoning, and then next season is where we'd really see what kind of impact he can have in terms of his G League time. Almost a double-double average, 16.5 points, 9.5 rebounds per game. He shot 61% from the floor. A lot of positives to like from there. From what you saw of him in Greensboro, what do you think of his rookie season? Some big-time numbers down there. I think he had 32 total games, if you count the Showcase Cup and the regular season. So I don't know how many minutes he necessarily averaged. I think it was somewhere around probably 30 35. So obviously got a ton of reps down in Greensboro and you could really tell that he got a lot more comfortable. I mean, for him, it's just kind of getting him on the court, get him on the court, get him into kind of that pro atmosphere, that pro environment and just get those reps in. I mean, he's got the athleticism. I think it's just he's so raw that you just there's just a lot of smoothing out you need to do. One thing I'm really in, in happy about is that not only does the potential be a really good rim runner, but the three-point shooting. I know the numbers aren't necessarily, I think he finished 32% from three-point range, but if he can get that number up to north of 35%, I mean, he doesn't have to be in the 40 45%. Like Those are really elite guys, but it felt like over the course of the G League season, the three-point shooting became kind of a weapon for him. The shot selection got better, the form got better at 15 total double doubles so he's double double in almost half his games in the g league so he got the reps and and i think the thing i was most impressed about and probably hear it in in the interview is during exit interviews i mean his attitude is incredible i think most guys if you're a first round pick the idea of going down to the g league you can be a little lukewarm to the idea but when i think when he was told he's gonna hey you're gonna go down there you're gonna play 30 35 minutes every night kai was signed me up and i think that attitude and the openness to go down to greensboro and get the reps in and like you said maybe kind of red shirt this season made his progress that much more likely you know the attitude was there the talent is there I think you got to have both of them together to make the most of the G League and, and I think he did this season one point I want to agree with you on one I'll take a slightly different view of it the attitude a total agreement 
if anything, I want to echo it louder. He, he is off the charts, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet, genuine, giving of his time, does everything right off the court, and has a spectacular attitude about doing the work necessary to become the kind of basketball player in this league that he wants to be. So total agreement with you there. The part I disagree with you a little bit is the focus on the three-point shot. I think it's a nice thing. He actually shot the ball really well from three during the showcase, the pre-regular season portion of the G League season. But some of the stats were not as solid as you saw in the regular season. He only had one double-double, for instance, during the showcase. There were a couple of times where he shot under 50% from the floor, sometimes drastically so. By the end of the regular season, even though he wasn't shooting the three ball quite as well, a lot of those other things really started to clear themselves up. For instance, down the stretch of the regular season, I think he had 15 consecutive games where he shot 50% or better from the floor. Some games like 8 for 8, 12 of 18, 11 of 17, very impressively so. And then in terms of double-doubles, he closed out the season with five double-doubles in his last six games. So that's kind of a sign of if we give this guy the kind of minutes that he, in theory, could start to hold in the NBA level, how productive is he going to be? And rebounding is obviously been a concern at times for the Hornets. So this is a guy, he's got a huge frame, he's got a lot of athleticism, and the question is, when you put him in the game, does he actually vacuum up rebounds like you would expect someone of his size and stature to do? And even though it's the G League compared to the NBA, and I know they're two different levels, he was able to get that job done. So scoring efficiently, as well as rebounding the ball productively, plus all that athleticism, I think are the biggest bright spots for him looking ahead. Yeah, that's a really good point. And just say, like, hypothetically, I think the expectation is, is that he's going to compete for a rotation spot next season, or you want to put him in position, and they're not going to ask him to average the amount of shots, or he's not going to get be getting the amount of shots that he probably got in Greensboro. Unlikely he's going to be in the neighborhood of averaging 17, 18 points a game, but is he going to be able to impact the game in other ways? You saw JT Thor this past season when he was in the NBA, not running plays necessarily for JT Thor, but if he's got an open three, or there's a, a lob opportunity he can get it I mean if he can get you five or six points and, and just take advantage of the shots he does get when you're on the floor with guys like Lamelo, Miles, Terry players like that I mean I was really encouraged if you look at more of those numbers from Kai like you said 10 rebounds almost 10 rebounds a game averaging over an assist a game averaging over a steal a game and averaging over two blocks a game I mean he found ways to impact the game outside of just scoring which is really encouraging for taking that next step which would be becoming a part of the NBA rotation another thing I really like too and this would come back at summer league I mean he can handle the ball I mean, he can bring the ball up court, which is really, really valuable for a team that plays at the pace that the Hornets does and has kind of this fast offense. I mean, the more ball handers you have, the more you can push it up. You don't necessarily have to go back and look for the point guard or look for the the two guard. Anybody can bring it up and let's move. So I love his fit here long term. And he's definitely taking advantage of, of the opportunity he got down in Greensboro and, and the attitude. I cannot, like you said, echo it enough. I mean, he is just phenomenal attitude and phenomenal embracing of the situation here for his first season. We're going to let you hear some of that attitude, some of that personality that we so enjoy getting to know over the course of his rookie season. Season. Kai Jones sits down with us next after this quick break here on the Hornets Hivecast. I could have gotten my hearing aids anywhere, but going to a doctor who could find a set that fit my lifestyle was a good idea. Music sounds as clear now as when I listen to it on cassette tapes. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offers a wide variety of hearing aids. With affordable pricing and credit options, our patients can find hearing care that is right for them. Hear like you once did. Call 704-295-3000 to schedule an appointment. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. 
Let's welcome Kai Jones back here to the Hornets Hivecast. Kai, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Kai, uh, a rookie season that for the most part you were under the radar of, of where a casual NBA fan would be where they're focused on the Hornets, on the NBA team. You did a lot of your work in the G League. For those fans that didn't see as much, what would you say about your 21-22 season in the year overall this organization has had? Uh, overall, I think there's been a lot of growth uh, for me. Just in speaking individually on in all aspects of my game, in terms of my reading the floor, my defensive positioning, my physicality, learning how to like combat with guys in the post, and also just my overall knowledge of the game and then in my individual skill areas. So I just improved tremendously. I feel like I'm a whole new player, a whole new person, to be honest, mentally, physically, um, spiritually. So it's been a monumental growth for me this year. In terms of your readiness to contribute to an NBA roster, how much growth do you think you've had from draft day until now, and where do you feel you'll be come the start of training camp? From the draft, and especially coming out of training camp, I felt that physically, mentally, I was ready to contribute uh, on the NBA roster. Like, I just think it was a matter of me getting the experience and the minutes. Uh, And, you know, this team was a team that had a small margin for error, I feel like. So having a rookie, I think it was best for me to, you know, go down there and, and be able to get a lot of minutes and a lot of experience. So now I feel very, very ready. And when I came in, I felt ready. But, you know, for me, in terms of the readiness for the league, it, it's been the same. But I feel like in terms of, like, my growth as a player, like where I am now and, and the type of impact I can have on the NBA game now is much greater than it was when I first came in. Let's talk about what you did at Greensboro because you had a terrific season. 18-11 from the regular season, plus you shot over 60% from the field and over 30% from three. You do have some range to your game yes, that, that people didn't get a chance to see a lot of. Right. They were watching warm-ups and then yeah, always out there on the stripe. <laughs> Where, in terms of your individual contributions, a lot of people look at you and think, can he be a rim protector in the future? What kind of pick-and-roll partner might he be with LaMelo Ball, James Booknight, and the other guards on this roster? How much better are you in those two? two categories well I mean out the gate from the first day that I practiced with LaMelo I could just feel the like chemistry in terms of where he would throw the ball and so I know being a lob that next year is going to be automatic and then we'll book you could see it from summer league that we had that connection and then in Greensboro and if you watch the games you know some of the highlights me and him definitely have a connection with the ball so I think when it comes to the pick and roll it's going to be tremendous and very exciting next year because of the athleticism and the speed that we play with and you know just that energy so in terms of pick and roll part with those two guys and all the other guys on the team, I think it's going to be spectacular. I and mean, as a rim protector, I feel like I'm an elite rim, rim protector, especially because of my shot blocking versatility. And when I say that, I mean that I can block shots on the ball, weak side and in the pick and roll, and my ability to block shots in transition too because of my foot speed. So I think it's all there. I can definitely be an elite rim protector for this team. I see some plays that I can make all the time. That growth that we got a chance to see watching you in Greensboro and, and seeing you over the course of the season, it's definitely got us excited, but I'll never forget seeing you the day after draft day came in you had one best dress clearly from draft night for the whole NBA and and then then showing up here in Charlotte and just the awestruckness that you had and just an appreciation for the moment that you had made it something that you had had dreamt of for a long time right I'm curious you still have that do you still get those feelings going into these arenas listen I tell you every day that I come in here to work out I feel the same way it's just so much love and I just feel it when I'm in the gym like working up in that practice gym the energy in there, I love it in there. I love being in there. I love shooting in there. I love the writing on the walls. I like the, the just the aura uh, of the, of being here. So I love this gym. I love this place. So 
and I love doing what I love every day. So, yeah, it's definitely still, it's a blessing. I could tear up talking about it, but, yeah, it's a blessing. You love it so much, the teal's seeping out of your hair right. now, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Facts. Kai Jones, our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Let's talk about best moments of the season. If there is a poster play from the 21-22 season, what's going on your wall? The poster play has to be the last uh, lob here in the Spectrum Center when JT blocked it, and then I caught the rebound through it to James, and then James gave it to IT or whatever happened, and, and then booked through it to me. So I think that play was just the poster play because it was all the rookies, and, and then it was the last lob that I caught here. So and we were beating the hell out of the Magic, so it was perfect. And you know, I know some guys in the Magic, so I would definitely say, yeah, that's my poster moment. Brzezik is guarded. Really tightly by JT Thor. He tries to get around him, and Thor annihilates that one at the rim off the window. Here comes Isaiah Thomas. Drop-off pass. Buck Knight. Florida to Kai Jones, and he hammers down a massive Dr. Pepper dunk. Oh, my goodness. The Young Guns stepping in here late. What a play. You definitely had a lot of plays where I was concerned you were going to hit your head not on the backboard, on the rim. <laughs> Daniel tells me that. Daniel Roy tells me that, too. Like, in the Milwaukee game, he thought I was going to, like, fall off, or, like, go out of bounds or way out if you watch the play. But, yeah, I just play with, like, you know, I think God got me when I'm out there. So, I know God got me. So, I just play with that and play free. Outside of your own moments, what's the poster play for the team this season? Poster play for the team this season? Man, we've had so many great plays this year. I think with Miles, Miles had a dunk against the Detroit Pistons off Vert on Cade. I think that would, I'd say that, but it's been so many. I don't know, man. It's been so many, bro. A windmill against the Knicks. But, yeah, I'll say the, the dunk on, on Cade. Yeah, I'll say that. Miles has got a lot of dunks. I'm still pushing for it. I think preseason, if we can open up the building, Kai Jones versus Miles Bridges dunk contest. Oh, that would be so lit. Yeah, that sell would be out. so lit. In terms of games this year, either positively because you had a good game and it's something you want to just replicate more in the future, or negatively, a game that didn't turn out well that you want to use as fuel for your fire to, to keep you working the offseason. What's the one game you'll play back in your mind going into next year's training camp and next year's season? To be honest with you, man, I'll be uh, completely uh, transparent here. This was a game back in like the preseason against Miami. I think I had fouled a guy uh, right as he was going to lay the ball up. And like, I was just trying to stop him because he looked like he was so wide open. And then he made the layup and it was an and one. Like, I'm going to just keep that in my mind because just understanding the game from here on out, like knowing time and situation and when to do the right thing. So, and then that game overall, there was, it wasn't just that one play. It was so many things that led up to that. I felt like in that moment, I could have been more of a vocal leader for real and get the guys together so we can understand what we needed to do to win the game because I felt like it was a test from coach. So, yeah, uh, being locked in, on de locked in on defense and being curious about um, the defensive end so I can be that even more of a, an elite rim protector for this team because I think that's something that will take us to the next level. In terms of next season, people are starting to make their projections and, and talk about what the team needs. And oftentimes in the outsiders' write-ups, they don't include you. They don't include James. It's kind of a out of sight, out of mind thing. But I know the people in the building here are very excited about what internally can blossom here in this coming offseason. When you think ahead to what the roster will be, and obviously decisions have to be made, and there's always churn, but how excited are you about what is possible joining this young core? 
I'm very excited. You know, I talk to Book every day, and I know uh, the type of player that he is and the mindset that he has and the type of work that he's going to put in. He's very willing to work. He worked his butt off to get here, and he's going to work his butt off to improve, and I'm going to go do the same thing. So I know what I need to do, uh, and I'm going to go execute. Last one for you, Kayat. You were one year old, I think, maybe two, the last time Charlotte had back-to-back winning seasons. Right. Now, I know that the goals for this team are going to be a heck of a lot higher than 42 or 43 Ooh, wins yeah. next year but it still remains it something that hasn't happened for Charlotte in a long time. Mm-hmm. How confident are you that that 20-year streak will be gone after next season? To me, in my mind, it's right there. Like I believe in the power manifestation. I believe that it's already happened, so I'm going to walk in that vibration from when I come in from here today. You know what I mean? I started walking in that vibration from yesterday, a few days ago, of like that we're going to reach every goal that we want to achieve because I believe that's how you make things come into reality uh, when you walk in that vibration and you're in alignment with uh, what you want to do. So I think it's definitely there. It's all there. We have everything we need. Kai, we appreciate the time. We're going to see the blue hair next season? Absolutely, yeah. I love it. It's not going nowhere. I love it. (laughs) Kai, have a great offseason. We'll see you next year. Appreciate you. Appreciate everything. Yes, sir. Charlotte, North Carolina, the Legends of the Streets Tour is coming. Saturday, June 11th at the Spectrum Arena with the Snowman. Jesus. And with this show, history will be made because for the first time ever on the same stage, Gucci Man. And also coming through to shut it down. Two chains. Riding around, I'm getting it. I'm riding around. Get ready to go crazy for John Rule. And always representing for the baddest chicks, Trina. So big like the sun. And DJ Iceberg. The Legends of the Streets Tour. Saturday, June 11th. At the Spectrum Arena. With Jeezy, Gucci Man, 2 Chains, Ja Rule, Trina, and DJ Iceberg. Tickets on sale now online at Ticketmaster.com. Or the box office. Brought to you by We Are Live Entertainment. Our thanks again to Kai Jones for joining us here today on the HHC. Welcome back, Sam Purley. Sam, the personality just seeps out of him like the teal from his hair. Kai Jones, just so much fun to be around, to talk to, and fun to watch out there on the floor. We're expecting to see a lot more of it this coming season. Your thoughts after hearing from Kai, some of your uh, headlines from that conversation. I'm so impressed by his perspective. He has not had maybe the most, we'll say, linear upbringing, you know, kind of going back and forth from the Bahamas the United States, still kind of new to basketball and then going to Brewster and then going to Texas. And he's just had kind of a long path to get to where he is today. And it hasn't certainly been easy, particularly for someone that that picked up the sport kind of later on in their life. But overall, I just think he, I love hearing how excited he is to be here. I think, you know, the Hornets obviously loved him last year, moved back into the draft to get him, thought that highly of him. And so he's certainly returned the love for the Hornets back. I mean, he just, I love just hearing him talk about how much he loves being here, loves working here, his attitude. I mean, he He's going to go far. The attitude is there. The talent is there. It's going to take a little bit of time, but I think if you put it all together, I mean, he's, he, he has the, the potential to be a really, really special player, and he's already a really special person, but just the joy and enthusiasm he has for basketball, just to see, I just want to see so much more of that on the court. When you see these guys and how much fun they're having on the court, it makes it that much more fun to watch, and I think Kai is just, when he kind of takes that next step and becomes part of that, that rotation and that core, I mean, it, it's going to make this team even more exciting to watch for the future. He's certainly 
certainly epitomizes that fun, that joy that you see so much in so many of the Hornets players. In terms of realizing that potential, it's one thing to say that someone is a little bit more on the project side than the polished side and that there's going to be a little bit of time before they start to realize some of that potential. But this is professional basketball. It's the NBA. You don't get an unlimited amount of time. And I think most people would say with anyone who's more on that project side coming into the league, year two is when you want to start to see some of the signs of the return. So what are your expectations? What do you want to see? We talked about in segment one, you were happy with some of the three-point numbers, uh, some of those breadcrumbs that we were seeing from Kai Jones. I was really impressed by at the end of his G League season, how he was consistently game after game, double-double, more than 50% shooting, sometimes, oftentimes better than 60% shooting from the floor. Those are the things I want to see from a power forward slash center who's playing that kind of role. In terms of on the court contributions. What are your expectations for Kai Jones in year two? Well, I think if you want to start year two, I think it starts at Summer League next month. I think he's, he's going to most likely be on the roster, as will James Booknight, as will JT Thor. And I think going to Summer League and just showing some of that progression that maybe not necessarily everybody saw in the G League, and, and not only from a offensive standpoint, a defensive standpoint too, you got to think, you know, the guys that have been on the team or been in the organization for a year, they're going to be counted on as being leaders there, because it's a lot of guys that maybe have not played at the NBA level before, or rookies, or kind of G League guys, or swarm guys. I mean, I, I think there's a great opportunity for Kai Jones to take that first step in Las Vegas from a on-court and from a leadership perspective, particularly in the defensive end. And then I think my expectations for next year, I, I think the expectations are, you know, you made a good point. There isn't an indefinite window with guys that need some more seasoning that are a little raw coming into the league. I think, you know, obviously a big goal or a big, the next big step forward being a rotational player in the NBA and being a consistent rotational player. I think this year with sort of that rawness project status combined with, I mean, the Hornets are relatively healthy at center position this year. I think Mason Plumley, PJ, and then they added Mondra's Harrell. And those guys just didn't miss many games this year at the center position there just wasn't really an opportunity for Kai to kind of get his foot in the door and just get some more NBA minutes in those non-mop-up duty situations so I think having a big summer league and kind of using that as momentum into the rest of July August and then you can hit the ground running in training camp you know you're going to have obviously a new head coach here that's a chance to make a good first impression on a new head coach I mean I think the opportunity is there for Kai to be a member of this rotation next year it's it's certainly kind of up for grabs in terms of rotational spots. Summer League is most definitely going to be big for him because this is an opportunity not for him just to have an okay Summer League and I'm not saying he has to average 30 and 15 for it to be a good one but I want to see similar numbers to what we saw in the G League. I want to see him have double doubles consistently provided he has enough minutes on the floor in a game that would necessitate sometimes the way the rotations work in Summer League you aren't on the floor long enough to but we want to see him have that kind of production. We want to see him shoot better than 50% from the floor. I want to see that progression And then moving forward into the regular season, I agree with you there, too, that center position was pretty stable for the Hornets, and there wasn't a need or an opportunity, really, that came up for Kai Jones to jump into the rotation and grab hold of the spot and never let it go. Quite frankly, the other guys held onto their spots and didn't let them go, and that can make it tough for a rookie to break through. But going into year two, I think Kai Jones represents the opportunity for the Hornets to make another really big jump. 
I think with the youth of this roster, just knowing that LaMelo Ball will be 21 next year, that guys like Miles Bridges and P.J. Watt, all these young pieces that have been a part of the Hornets are just getting better and better naturally through playing and getting a year older, stronger, all those things. But guys like Kai Jones and James Booknight, they're the great unknowns. And for a lot of national prognosticators, it's out of sight, out of mind. They're not taking into account what Kai Jones could contribute next season. I think if he starts to contribute some of that athleticism, that could be the opportunity even more so than just LaMelo Ball and the other young already core players getting a year better. But Kai Jones, James Booknight, their contributions could be what takes the Hornets from 43 wins towards 53 wins. Yeah, I know it was a, for the rookie classes, it wasn't necessarily that they did anything wrong this year in the terms of not being able to get into the rotations. It's just a numbers game. I mean, with where they're the Hornets were kind of at and some of the strides that guys had been here before Cody Martin making big jump bringing Kelly Oubre I mean it just kind of walls off and then walls off some of those minutes a little bit and you can only play nine ten guys in a rotation and just it's challenging for rookies but I think those guys and I know we're talking primarily about Kai but I would just say kind of the rookie class as a whole I mean I think they made big strides this year kind of dealing with maybe the adversity a little bit having to go down to Greensboro having to kind of fight for those minutes and I think we all want to see okay that first year you kind of went we'll call it a red shirt year you know, didn't play nearly as much of the NBA as maybe you were expecting and, and primarily the stuff came with a swarm. But now's your opportunity. Now's the time to take that first step because the minutes are up for grabs. Anybody can go get those minutes, but you got to go earn them. They're not just going to be given to you because you're a second year guy. And I mean, you got to go out and earn them a little bit. And I think that brings out the best in teams when you have, it's not necessarily like if you know, hey, only X amount of guys are going to play. I want to get those minutes or I want to get those minutes. So I think it's a healthy competition to be in that rotation. And the guys that aren't in that rotation right away doesn't mean they're not going to be there for the whole year but you just got to stay ready and like I said I think the opportunity is there for a lot of these young guys like you mentioned to take on bigger roles whether it's becoming a rotational player maybe it's becoming a starter maybe it's becoming the first guy off the bench so I'm really excited to see the the strides these young guys have made at summer league and hopefully they can kind of ride that play well and then ride that momentum into training camp the next couple months after that it will be a very competitive training camp it'll be a very competitive and entertaining summer league and we expect it to involve Kai Jones very prominently we're looking forward to seeing him and what he has to give to the Hornets start next month when the Summer League tips off. In terms of our podcast schedule, we are still in a holding pattern waiting for a head coach. If news breaks between now and Thursday's next scheduled release, we'll of course be talking a lot about whoever the next hire is. If there is no head coaching news, we continue with our player profiles. Next up in the on-deck circle is James Booknight, another member of that rookie class who unfortunately didn't get as many opportunities on the floor at the NBA level but still showed us an awful lot there. I think back to that 20-plus point game he had against Sacramento, and the future is very, very bright for him. So we'll talk about James Booknight in our next edition of the HHC. Sam Purley, thanks as always for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. Thanks as well to our producer, Rob Longo, for putting this all together. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.